Welcome to Plato's Gravity. I'm Aaron. And I'm air out. Like sometimes when you're you're in bed and you're like, you fart under the cover and that's all good and fine. Not where I thought you were going with that. That you like, you didn't adjust the curtain like you told yourself you were going to Mm -hmm. last night so that when you roll over. Your name is. You're going to see that street lamp blinding you in the eye and so you're gonna have to put that cover you're supposed over to your ass- face you're supposed to just and so you've got to air it out before you roll over you're supposed to give up the shtick when i ask a second time for your name i am jason <laughs> all right <laughs> you are definitely supposed to we are um, excited uh to be here at mash Cap, mash craft brewery in uh greenwood indiana we are here with uh andrew their head brewer and dustin their assistant brewer hello uh, hello Excellent. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Whoa. Andrew, can you say hi so they know? Don't do a different voice. This uh, this is Andrew. Hello. Andrew. And this Dustin. is also Andrew. <laughs> oh, they'll never know. And this is Dustin. Dustin. Well, uh, Andrew and Dustin, welcome to the show. Uh, Andrew uh, started his career in 2006 at the Oaken Barrel, uh, where he worked his way up through the ranks. In 2010, he became the head brewer at the at the Ram Brewery, and he's now the head brewer here at Mashcraft and Indy. That is all true. Excellent. And mm. Dustin, I took it from your website, so I hope you know, it's, it's good. So yes. We got it right. That's you got an it, you got official right. resume. That is an official yeah. resume. Uh, LinkedIn, that's exactly Dustin what it Dustin began uh, his uh, brewing career as a uh, home brewer, volunteer here at Mashcraft, and wound up the assistant brewer, and I've heard that he has blown their socks off. They this is also true. literally still can't find those socks. Nope. So the socks, the so- the they're socks here somewhere, missing. but they're, it is they're missing. cold right now, and I don't have any socks. So uh, unfortunate time of year for this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> were they thermal socks? Did you knock their thermal they, socks off? They were definitely they, thermal. They were and tall they, socks. They and they were, were not cheap thermal socks either. They were the <laughs> real deal. They were the, you got Keep to like you warm, but still let cotton. your foot breathe. From the in-flight catalog? Absolutely. <laughs> Moisture <laughs> wicked yes. thermal socks. Yeah, they were snuggy socks. So the, uh, the first thing we do on the show always is we drink a beer together. Uh, you guys have chosen the beer for us today. Uh, so this episode will be called Smoke Show with Andrew yes. and Dustin from Mascrat. Oh, it's fire. So the Smoke Show is a, uh, it's a smoked... Smoke Dark Mild. Uh, we made it out of our pilot brewery up in Fishers, which was our third location. And um, this one was a combination of just three malts, uh, a little bit of Maris Otter, some um, uh, crisp pale chocolate, and then Wireman Beach smoked malt and um, came up with this lovely combination of chocolate and smoke, uh, mashed a little bit high in order to retain some residual sweetness and um, be able to make a nice, easy drinking 4% mild beer. Yeah, it's really good. I feel like when I drink it, it definitely, sa- it definitely says to me, you know, English mild, but yeah. it's got it's got the roastiness on there too. That's good. Yeah, the depth of flavor, when you can put three ingredients together like that and um, and just for your technique, you can pull out a depth of flavor that's that good and, and you can retain good head retention and all that with very low um, uh, original gravity and stuff like that. That's that's good process right there. So I'm so I'm as much as any of the beers that that we can produce here. I'm as pumped about that as about any of them. Right. So you have you, you mentioned that you did this at your your Fisher's Brewery, and that's a that's a smaller system than what you do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of our one of our big benefits um, at Mashcraft is we have three locations. Uh, our original here in Greenwood, where we do 90% of our production out of, uh, is a 15 barrel system, uh, six fermenters. One of them's a 30 and then uh, six bright tanks where Sweet. we do our carbonation and our clearing and all that and then our second location which opened up at 22nd in Delaware right before Christmas 2016 uh, actually does our sour production so we have two seven and a half barrel tanks there that just age sours and we're able to keep our sour stuff separate so from all, our normal uh, so all sours out of that spot yep nice our normal Saccharomyces uh, fermentations can stay independent from the, uh, the the wild stuff and then Fishers which is our newest location and our one year anniversary um, is coming up here shortly is uh, actually um, a five barrel system that we do pilot stuff on so uh, we'll create things that will give us unique tappings maybe things that don't move all that well uh, or maybe things like our squeeze the juice northeast IPA that move like crazy good right. uh, but um, it allows us some some fun stuff to be able to tinker with some really really niche styles uh, across the board so in general uh, when you brew things in Fishers uh, downtown or here in Greenwood are those things all ending up in all three tap rooms? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we've actually turned into as much of a logistics company as we have actually right. a brewing company, and and our and our some. Of
some of our biggest nightmares as a, as a staff of, of, of 30 that we have right now, some of our biggest nightmares are just moving things around. Right. Um, but um, we are learning. And uh, it's, it's been a year now since we've been trying to do this, um, this uh, multiple locations, making multiple beers and moving everything around. Uh, but uh, I think we're getting better each day. So it's, does this involve Andrew and Dustin driving uh, to these places to brew? Or do you guys sometimes. have brewers? Yeah. yeah, well, I, I'm actually, um, Dustin pretty much heads production uh, here at Greenwood. Uh, so he's making pretty much every ounce of worth that we make uh, here. And then um, I'm still, or I'm running the, the other two locations as sure. far as uh, producing the pilot batches. And then the Delaware fermenters, that wort actually comes from Fisher's. So we're making it at Fisher's and okay. we're putting it in oh, a tote to drive it down it. and souring it down there. Um, and that keeps us from having to have a third brew house. But I'm still controlling a lot of that. But we're actually over the last month and then going over the next two months, I'm cross-training them on a lot of that stuff, you know, in case I, you know. Hit, hit, a, by a bus. hit a mountain in a plane or yeah. anything like that. They, hit a mountain in a plane is way better. That sounds keep, way more interesting than getting hit by can, a bus. They can keep John Denver. They can keep this thing going. Absolutely. Uh, I don't want Mashcraft to fall apart just because I do. You know what I like about the Smoke Show? This beer that we are drinking right now mm-hmm. is uh, I've had, um, I guess, Rauk beers before, mm-hmm. like super smoky. Oh, yeah. And they can be so over. They're not yeah. really sessionable, even uh, if they're not heavy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's uh, still kind of a subtleness to the flavor that I could do a couple of these. It's just smoked enough to not be your typical brown. I, I completely agree. Um, the wonderful thing about dark milds, uh, or even um, uh, even uh, non-dark milds as well, is their sessionability. They're mm-hmm. they're built as an English style that can be drank for literally hours. And um, and when we when we put the smoked part into it, we don't want to take away from that. All we want to do is add complexity to the base beer. Uh, it's really 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 difficult to make a dark mild that is interesting. Right. Uh, and we've tried multiple times here, and and sometimes we've succeeded, and sometimes we haven't. Uh, but when you get that smoked malt in there, you can get just enough complexity to go with the chocolate. And then the key there is then getting the balance of the sweetness and the dryness and the finish. And that can what make a really, really quaffable, quaffable mug of beer. Nice. Nice. It's a, it's a good way to describe this beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's definitely questionable. And I think that's, for me, I, I think it's interesting you said it's hard to get um, uh, a dark mild that's interesting. Because I think that's kind of my feedback for all dark milds. It's like, oh, this just has like the one note. Yeah. And this is this is this good stuff. Thanks. Yeah, I, I think um, from my twelve, what is it, thirteen years of experience, um, anybody can make a Russian imperial stout. Right. I mean, it, granted, fermentation hard. Challenge accepted. <laughs> right. Fermentation's hard. Um, you you have to make sure your cell count's right. You have to make sure your temperature's right because you don't want it to end up in a nail polish remover bomb. Um, but if you're going to go out and make a four percent beer, four and a half percent, five percent beer, that's interesting and that actually uh, can resonate to a wide array of consumers then you're really, really pulling something off. And so, that, that can go lager, ale, sour across the board. So I think what's interesting, like, so th- this beer uh, is really empty. good, and I think you're going to, like, you're crush, like, it. what's that? It is empty. <laughs> <laughs> it is empty. I have more back there. How does this beer move with your with your customers? Does it move for your customer base as well as it moves, like, if you were just going to be the one buying it all the time? Oh, well, no, absolutely not. No, I would drink this way more than the average consumer would. Um, no, if, if we analyze, you know, at our locations, we have... Uh, 16 taps. Um, one of those is generally going to be a cider uh, that's gluten-free. Uh, the rest of um, the 15 taps is generally ours. Um, sometimes you'll see one or two guest, guest beers on, depending on what the flow of beer is at that current time. Uh, but um, amongst those, if you rank those, you know, 13, 14, 15 beers on tap, uh, the Dark Mild isn't going to be the top five. You're going to see your Last Light, you're going to see your Jamaica Joe, your Gold, your Red, your IPA, things like that. And then your Hot Seasonals, your Oktoberfest, your uh, North Eastern IPA, things like that that are hot in the season. Um, so, but I, I wouldn't put it too far outside that top five, which is encouraging considering um, a lot of consumers will go to a bar and make decisions based on ABV. Sure. Uh, so if you can put an ABV up there and people still gravitate to it, even though it's low on that end, um, that's, uh, that's a good sign. It, I mean, it is interesting too, where you see more and more uh, breweries just focusing on high gravity. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it moves units. Uh, yeah. the, the thing that, that I'm not smart enough to figure out that accountants can take on is, um, will you make more dollars if you make 8% alcohol beverages that people can drink one of or 4.5% alcohol beverages that people can drink two to three of? 
I don't know the answer to that. Right. Um, there's 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 people that run regionals and national breweries out there that probably know that answer, and hopefully they'll send me an email with all the answers. But um, they're just going to send you a spreadsheet. They're not, <laughs> they're not going to send you. And what they're going what's probably going to say is, uh, well, the answer is murky. <laughs> uh, there's not a direct answer. Uh, here's the spreadsheet, and if you go this route, you get this answer. Um, but um, but yeah, I th- I think what we generally will do here is we'll do a wide array across the board. We always talk about is consistently great variety. When we're putting a beer, a beer list out there, we want to make sure that no matter who walks through the door, that they're going to have something they can enjoy. Right. And the beer list, I mean, there's an, there's an Imperial on there. There's some, there's, you have sours on there, which a lot of times you're going to be lacking. So it's, it's pretty solid. What, so what beer, what type of beer was your passion? Like when you started brewing, what was your favorite thing to make and drink? And has that changed through the years? Absolutely. Yeah. um, Actually, it's changed I, in the two years since I've been here. <laughs> well, well, you, same, same question for you. You go first. You go first. Uh, Talk well, about... I, I mean, I started out with, you know, your typical light lager like nice. everyone else. And, Dirty 30s? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And um, even my first few sips of IPA, I felt like I was sucking on pennies. <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't until trying it for a while that I would be sitting there and, man, I, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would crave it and I would go get it. And, and the same way, same thing with stouts. I'd... I wasn't big on on that coffee flavor. It, right. it just it grows, you know. And sours is my current battle right now. All right, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I like them, but they take time. Yeah, I feel like for me, I'm the, my wife really loves sours, so I get a lot of exposure to them because mm-hmm. I'll try basically anything that that she drinks and. I can handle like the funky stuff that's not actually really sour, and I can handle the acidic stuff, but not to, like. And once it gets over like a threshold of acidity, I'm like, oh god, that's for somebody mm-hmm. else. Yes. Yeah. You're gonna Makes love what we put in that flight for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do. We've got a kettle sour over there that you're gonna taste. Um, yeah. Sour experiment number three that just tapped tonight at Mashcraft, and um, it was a, a 3.2 pH in the kettle. Uh, so it um, is the lowest that we've pushed the uh, kettle souring process down to so far. So it's got a nice little pucker in it's it. It's great. So when uh, uh, Indiana winters, when your car doesn't start, <laughs> you just jump in yep. and probably... have a beer. <laughs> so on my end, um, I actually uh, started with craft beer in the early 2000s, and it was actually uh, my wife who was drinking with my girlfriend at the time drinking Sierra Nevada at yeah, cheap, bar, cheap beer bars um, she was drinking the expensive stuff and I was drinking the cheap stuff and I was in Bloomington at the time and ended up finding some Upland products sure. um, their wheat uh, their red and then they had a uh, they had a red Hefeweizen that was only out in the fall mm. and I'm trying to remember what the name of it was now red from what it was it was just a hefeweizen yeast in a malt bill that would had a little bit of crystal in it. So okay. it had a little caramel character. Uh, I, I, I've never seen anything like it before or after. Um, so you're but, gonna make five barrels of it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think they still make it. I, I'm, I'm, it's a shame that the name's slipping me right now because it was one of the go tos uh, that that I turned to. And then um, and then when I got back here to Indianapolis, where I'm from. Uh, Oak and Barrel, I got a job there as a server and then ended up in the brewery. And I would only really drink wheat beers. And uh, it took the same the same transformation that Dustin had, where you just keep trying things. And that's why a lot of people come to me and say, yeah, I don't like IPAs, or yeah, I don't like sours, or yeah, I don't like barrel-aged beers. I always finish their sentences yet. Because it's like asparagus. There's um, there's an acquired taste right. aspect to yeah. this. Uh, that, um, like Dustin said, you know, you have it a couple times and you're like, eh, and you have it four times and you're like, and then the sixth time you're like, you start ordering it off the menu. Uh, and that, um, I found myself doing the same thing across wide range of styles. And now I pretty much drink everything. Although my palate generally goes to light, dry, and acidic now. I'm looking for low pH, very dry, right. easy drinking stuff um, that is uh, sessionable. Sweet. Yeah. So you're basically, in terms of acidity, you're the opposite of me, but I like, but I'll take a, like a dry hop, like a dry hop German lager mm-hmm. oh, all day long. Just yeah. drink yeah. the mess out of those. Yeah, absolutely. If, if there's a brewery out there making great lagers right now, then, um, then I'll definitely drink everything they've got. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, the beer I think is, uh, is it Vinosynth the, uh, Vinyl synth red? Nope. 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 It is. Nerd, get off the internet. <laughs> I tried to use the internet. It didn't work. Hard read? So, Ard oh, Reed no, from no. oh the dude we've uh, we've mentioned the Ard Reed on the show before yeah it's a, that's not the dude it, from though. the Harai. it just was the third it was the fifth result on Google so uh, the Oak and Barrel I think in my mind is most famous and this is just in my mind I don't know if this is true for other people mm-hmm. 
for the Razzweed. Yeah. The best beer you're not allowed to admit you like. <laughs> <laughs> is that... There is a bunch of people, male or female, that will sit in that place with a 20-ounce pink beer in front of them. Heck. And they have they have no qualms about it, and it is their number one seller. At least, I'm sorry, when I left there, I don't know their numbers anymore. When I yeah. left there, it was their number one seller in and out of house. I mean, and it's been... At least as long as I've been drinking craft beer, it's mm -hmm. been around. It's been in the mm -hmm. scene. So, like, a decade or more? Well, they've been around for 25 years. Okay. Uh, so, I would say Raspberry's probably a 15 to 20-year-old recipe, and I would imagine it's probably been one of their top three since the wow. since it was first introduced. That's it's gone through multiple reformations, because uh, they've had a handful of brewers go through there. Uh, John Treater brews there now, and uh, he's doing a great job with their core lineup and their seasonals. Mm. But when I walk in there because I'm a South Sider and, and Mashcraft's in Greenwood and Oka Barrels is in Greenwood, so hmm. we generally intermix pretty consistently. Um, I'll go in there and uh, I usually go to their Knobbone Pale Ale. I okay. like the, the little bit of malt. Uh, they, they've always had a little bit of an English character with their malt, um, so I'll go in the little bit of malt and then a little bit of American hops in there. So I, I noticed you mentioned with the with the smoke show that you used, uh, you said it was Maris Otter mm -hmm. was, the, was the base malt. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot, a lot of brewers that we talk to have like one base malt for the, their go-to just for inventory management purposes. But if you have, if you're using Maris Monitor and you're mild, I'm guessing that's not true for you. Um, well, we do work with multiple different base malts uh, because we make such a wide variety of beers. And I think there's value in the, even though it's not the dominant character, it's a nuance right. in the beer. So um, we have an Irish malt that we use as our base malt for all of our uh, light color and dry stuff. Sure. Uh, that's a hoppy, that's um, blondes, all that stuff uh, gets that one type of um, Irish um, uh, light colored base malt. And then we have another Irish malt that's a little bit more rounded and sweet. That gets for all of our imperial stouts and reds and browns and, 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 and oatmeal stouts and all that stuff. And then we work with a lot of German Pilsner malts and okay. the English Maris Otters. Yeah, we mix in all kinds of things. Sweet. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and that's, I mean, if you're going to do a wider range of beer styles, these guys have been making these malts for hundreds of years. Mm, if you right. want, if you want a Kolsch that tastes the way that a Kolsch tastes in Cologne, well, why don't you use the malt that they make right. in Cologne? They've been using for 300 years to make that style of beer. So we replicate the same thing as much as we can. Right. So you get some like true to style kind of yeah, absolutely in input, but then also not you know, just, yeah. That's sweet. And in that in that search, we actually did a. Um, uh, a fest beer. Uh, we did it out of season. Oh, nice. We always do an Oktoberfest um, in the fall. So we did this fest beer out of season because a traditional fest beer out of Munich is light in the malt, right. um, mm -hmm. a little bit elevated in ABV compared to an American version, and then a little bit of elevated in hops. Well, we did it with um, a four malted Bohemian Pilsner malt from Weyermann, and it, it was my first time experimenting with it, but I knew I wanted a more, because I was depending on one malt, I wanted more of a depth of character and a little bit more prominent malt bill. Malt was beautiful. And from that experiment, that'll be a malt that I go to on single malt lagers consistently from here on out because it tastes that good. Right. That sounds, I feel like I want to use that malt. To uh, it beer. was on tap in May and it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's way, and a good, a good fest beer, like just makes, mm. makes me, Jason and I kind of have a running frustration in that we've been homebrewing for about three years and the and first. Running is also just, just running is frustrating. Running is hard. <laughs> but the, the, the. The only beer we've really wanted to make the whole time is an Oktoberfest mm -hmm. or a Meritzen. Oh, we have a lagering. Uh, we do have the ability to lager. We have a nice chest freezer with the temperature mm -hmm. controller. And we have, it's been three years, so we haven't done it yet. We've lagered. We've made lagers. Yeah. Just I, made not a, an I made a strawberry lager. It was, it was fantastic. It's very strawberry. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was, my wife loved it. And then, mm -hmm. you know. And I loved it too, and you didn't like it so much, and so I felt embarrassed to drink it around you. Why would you feel am embarrassed I, why to am drink I it around this me? this on the podcast right now? Why would you feel embarrassed? I don't give a shit what you drink. He just he just put part of his diary. Did you guys know there was going to be uh, counseling put, for me, he and Jason? Put, he put part of his diary out. For this is actually your diary. <laughs> I felt judged for I had the strawberry lager today. Aaron, that's that's so. Uh, that brings us into what I feel like. As a, as a brewery, you get, uh, I'm sure, you get folks who come in here and they're just coming because it's the thing to do and they might be Bud Light drinkers and you're trying to get you know, adjust their palate. But you also get folks who come in here because they're like hardcore beer drinkers. And how, how do you manage like the culture gap uh, that shows up in your brewery? 
Right. Um, you, you can't manage that. Sure. Uh, the only thing you can do is brew for that. So uh, that's why it comes into that that wide variety of stuff that we're creating. Um, we want to be able to make sure that if someone is drinking light lagers, that means they're probably moderately resistant to hops. They're not going to enjoy an assertive bitterness or dryness or anything like that. Excuse me. Uh, so that's where you have a smooth red that is more caramely, more approachable, um, medium ABV, and low in bitterness. Uh, when we, we actually started here at Mashcraft, we had a pretty hoppy red overall. Uh, it was going to be mid-30s in IBUs. It was going to be heavily hopped towards the end. And um, that... As we've continued to develop and seen what people are looking for in that segment of the drinker, it's not that beer. I mean, right. that's what they're looking for in, in Portland. That's what they're looking for in San Diego out of a red, not Indiana. So when that person walks in who enjoys Bud Light, they can turn to our gold. Um, our gold is going to be a little bit crisper. So we've actually found those people generally walk in and they, and they turn to our amber and, and they really, really like it because it is so smooth and easy on the finish. Yeah, I think when I started as a beer drinker, amber beer was like my first step up. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would rock some Killian's yeah. Irish Red, like it was absolutely, like it was the biggest and, luxury. And in the same thing, Newcastle Brown, Newcastle oh, Brown, Brown does yeah. the does the exact same thing. It, it has uh, it has no edges that offend you, and otherwise it's very very smooth and easy on the palate. It also gets mm-hmm. better as you go. Like the first Nuki Brown is just okay, and then like number seven, you're <laughs> let's like, not, oh man, I gotta let's, have more. Let's not get out of hand here. That's that's just going on in your brain. It doesn't actually yeah. get better. Well, no, 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 no. We, we understand. Like there's something. <laughs> it, it, it's still it's, it's a chemical still, reaction. It's still mediocre (laughs) it's a thing that now exists in your body and that's fine that's fine all beer gets air quotes you guys can't see them better as most beer gets better as you better as as you you go but for me newcastle brown i just whatever yeah Mm -hmm. i don't even drink i barely drink it anymore because the only beer style that's acceptable have diacetyl in Diacetyl, the butter, um, yeah, popcorn the buttery character. popcorn stuff. That yeah. is the uh, the English brown is the only style where that is possibly even moderately acceptable. Yeah, but it's not really. It's not in Newcastle. The Newcastle is there something? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. We're, we're New, Newcastle has trace amounts of uh, uh, purposely actually trace amounts of diacetyl, not only for extra character but also mouthfeel. Ah, oh. yeah. yeah. Well, they tricked me. What I can't <laughs> figure out. <laughs> Somebody who's smarter than me will also tell me this. I can't figure out how they maintain a level of diacetyl. Because usually if you get diacetyl in beer, right. it elevates over time uh, and gets worse and worse and worse. But, yeah, they ship it. I read an article about this a long time ago, and i sorry, I forgot. Do teach. I forgot. Do teach. I forgot. I, think it, I, I vaguely – I think it has something to do with um, – do they just temp- add it? Like a is stick it of a- No, they don't, they don't add it. I think it, it, a lot has to do with temperature – Control so like the the cleaning up of the diacetyl process happens at specific temperatures and if you like I don't know I, again it's been too long I can't I can't really teach well make sure you <laughs> it'll be in the shows send me that link later I will send you I will send you a link check it's the show notes <laughs> on how to well, get what we call beer. the show notes on this podcast we don't we don't call them the- check the shows for diacetyl how, how to put it in your beer on purpose yeah. <laughs> don't do it and in maintain IPA. the same level don't, don't do, do it no IPA. don't do it like uh, yeah. No, it's no good. Quality yeah. diacetyl. Yes. Quality. Let's have a whole show about quality diacetyl. Can we? Can we have? You think we're I gonna like popcorn? You think? Well, how many listeners do you think we'll lose if we just talk about diacetyl for the rest of the show? Uh, yeah. You'll lose a lot of beer people, but you'll gain a lot of scientists. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually. Um, so I was on a road trip recently, and I went through. Um, God, what was that town? I don't even remember. That it's a town in Kentucky, and there's a like a tiny brewery that just opened up there called. My old Kentucky foam. Ooh. And, clever. And apparently it was opened by an old, like a retired chemistry professor from nice. uh, UK. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing is close to wherever I was. I was in Kentucky. So I was like, what a great idea in retirement as a chemistry. I think it was biochemistry is what the bartender said. Yeah. What a delightful idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As long as the uh, as long as the workload doesn't become too ridiculous, yeah. yeah. Uh, Moving sacks of grains, not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, that guy wasn't there. But that no, day, so I'm assuming. I'd love to have a retired chemistry guy milling around here that would do some chemistry type stuff for us. That'd be fantastic. I'd love to just have one walking around telling me like that rock is gonna explode if you pour stuff on it. <laughs> So I think that's... Uh, <laughs> exploding rocks. Exploding uh, rocks. I, I think that, that kind of brings up an interesting point about things that you'd like to have people come in and do for you. So, like, you know, I think a lot of times our, our main audience is home brewers and, and everyone wants to open a brewery. So can you talk about, like, the non-glam? 
uh, it's all non-glam. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no, I mean, the glam, let's, let's talk about the glam because it's actually the smallest part of what we do. Um, <laughs> the, the glam, the glam on, on a Tuesday, you do a four o'clock tapping and you finish your work day at about, well, if you're lucky, 545, if you're lucky, if you're not lucky, seven. Uh, and then you actually sit down to that beer that was tapped for all the people drinking at four o'clock. And you finally got one whenever you decided whenever you decided you could finish your day because your to-do list isn't actually done. Right. You just chose that that was the stopping point that you could sleep during. Because mm. otherwise, if you stop at a different time, you're not going to be able to sleep that night because you're going to be mad about what you didn't accomplish. Right. Um, so the non-glam would be virtually everything you do. Uh, it would be uh, milling in. It would be pulling the mash out. Uh, it would be um, sticking your head in the CO2 filled tank to be able to inspect that the Krausen ring is gone and the Krausen's off the spray ball as well. Um, it the Krausen would, is off the spray ball. The Krausen <laughs> is off the repeat, spray ball. Repeat. Which it was not earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go two rounds on that. <laughs> um, the uh, the non-glam is when um, the person from the bar comes out and tells you, hey, uh, line number seven is pouring really, really bad. Can you go in there and fix it, knowing that when you're walking in the cooler, there's probably nothing you can do. Yep. Right. Uh, but you're going to try anyway because you really should try. Just, just give it a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, so pretty much all of it is non-glam. The only kind of glamorous part, putting hops in is kind of cool. Uh, I don't like heights. But what about no, no? I'm, I'm talking about on the like, platform during like, the boil. Like you throw like a 20 minute. It feels powerful. You throw Especially like a, a full bucket. <laughs> so one of the yeah. most glamorous things about homebrewing, or the mo like I, I oftentimes will just take a picture of the bubbler when it first starts, and then I'll tweet. Oh. It never gets old. That's, begins. It never yeah. gets old. That's, like what's the, what's the brewery equivalent? You guys, I'm. I'm oh man. You don't have a plastic you airlock. Ought to, you ought to see. You ought to see what that airlock does on the five gallon bucket. Yeah. Um, on about day two at High Croizen. Yeah. You ought to see the CO2 that's coming out of there. Yeah, that's a good feeling. Because that means you put a crap ton of work into something, and it actually is going to show results. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's that would be a really really good feeling. But that is a fleeting moment. That is you walk in one day and you look down and go yes yes, yes. and then you're like all right what's the work yeah. to do what, what are we gonna do today? <laughs> yeah. 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 It is a good feeling though. <laughs> Absolutely. So so yeah, I mean actually one of the best moments for for me, um, one of the glamorous moments I really enjoy, because I love making loggers is we have a pretty intense process in order sure. to get a lager ready. And it includes a couple things, a couple tricks on the fermenter side before fermentation even starts. And when you walk in on that day where fermentation is supposed to start, and you look down, and the fermenter's at 51 Fahrenheit where it's supposed to be, and there's really good activity from good yeast health on a lager, you're like, in five to six weeks, I'm really going to enjoy that beer. That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah. So that, those are the parts. But I mean... There's a, there's a lot of people, whether they try to maintain a job and do a brewery or whether they leave a job to be able to work in a brewery, there's a lot of people who get into this not quite understanding what this is really about. You are a mix of a artist and a scientist and a manufacturing person. Yeah. Sure. Um, but you're not the glamorous manufacturing person that walks around with the hard hat that's never been hit. And it's, <laughs> that's uh, never and, been hit. And, and the glasses that just came off the wall because you came out of the office for two hours of this week. You are the manufacturing person that is, your helmet's covered in grain. Right. Your glasses are all fogged up because you're sweating. You stink. Your jeans still smell like the week before's brew. Um, that is the manufacturing person you are. And then combine that with the science you have to mix in with the overall workload and then the art is what you actually get to enjoy when you finish your work day so i, th I think what's interesting is um, all those things seem to be incredibly true and you have those like right off the cuff and you open two more so can you talk about all bad ideas all <laughs> bad ideas <laughs> what Actually, I, I think it's inspired because I, I feel like what it speaks to is that you love this. Absolutely. And absolutely. Someone, um, and, and I want to drink beer from someone who and loves And this is coming do. off of, and I'm, I'll be completely honest with you, we've never met. 2018 was the hardest year of my life. Mm -hmm. Literally the hardest year of my life. Uh, in January 11th, uh, I added my second child. January 13th, we opened Mashcraft Fishers. Whew. And luckily, we have a ton of great people. One of them sitting next to me um, that Hello. will continue, that, that have done a fantastic job with literally as I'm sorry I shouldn't say literally with as little of a thank you or a um, uh, a reward of any type that they could they could expect over a year that's what they've gone through and everyone is is gutting it out and that that's that's 
fantastic for me because when we looked at what Mashcraft was going to be, we started the process in 2012. Um, hopefully the RAM people aren't listening because they employed me at the time. Um, <laughs> we started the process in 2012. They're not. And um, I started with a business partner and we were like, okay, well, what can we do here? Uh, we looked at all kinds of different possibilities of how we could make something work. And what we ended up with was we want to open a Southside Suburban brewery. And we ended up with a, a brewing equipment that was a ridiculous deal. We got an awesome deal on this brewing equipment. Can I ask you a question? Huh? What brewery shut down that you got the equipment from? Uh, it was actually a rock bottom. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't, I don't think it shut down, actually. Um, they were in a mall, and I think there was a lease discrimina- uh, d- d- discrepancy. Okay. So they actually closed it because they, they couldn't agree to another lease with the, the, the mall, which a lot of rock bottoms are in malls, but um, this one nice. didn't work out. Uh, but then it went to another um, somebody who was trying to expand their brewery from a nano to uh, a 15 barrel, and it just didn't work. Right. They, they ended up with a lean on the building. So we got an awesome deal. So once we ended up with that size in this space, we said, okay, well, we're going to start this and then we're going to immediately look for location number two. We knew that we had the capacity to do it. We also knew that distribution uh, was a very, very low margin game when you're trying to play, you know, get kegs and bottles and and cans out there. So we knew number two had to happen. Uh, So that's where about month six, month eight uh, of this place being open, which we opened this in June of 2014. So that was early 2015. We were like, we were like, oh, let's start. So we, we looked, we looked, we looked, we looked. And we loved the Fall Creek Place neighborhood up there. Sure. Oh, yeah. Loved it. We loved uh, everything about the neighborhood, the people, um, the um, when we did the analysis, the demographics, everything was awesome. The time we spent up there, the neighborhood development group, like everything was perfect. Uh, and um, we ended up, they ended up developing a new building up there with uh, with residential upstairs, commercial downstairs, and we were able to get in literally on the ground floor, and um, and it worked perfectly, perfectly. Fisher's was an accident. It wasn't wasn't necessarily planned. It was within a year of opening the previous one. Right. And um, we actually got approached by that brewery who was there before and said, hey, we're, we're looking to get out. We want to sell our assets. You know, they had a, a brewing system up there fully functional. They had a taproom space fully functional. Uh, are you interested in acquiring us? So we were able to work out that deal. So if I were to answer why did you do this all this time, part of it would be because, number one, I believe in the program. Sure. I believe in, the, I believe in what we're doing here at Mashcraft, and I believe in the people who are pulling all this off. Um, and I love what we're doing as a, as, as a beer manufacturer with a brand, and I love when we meet people out on the market who say, Mashcraft, you guys make really good beer. We don't spread our wings that far. We are a neighborhood bar with about 40, 50 accounts around the city. Sure. So there's not necessarily that many people out there that know who we are. But man, when you run into that Mashcraft person out there that says, you got the shirt on because you always wear the shirt. Uh, that's a rule, by the way. If, you, if you're out there listening and you start a brewery, always wear the shirt. Um, when you run in the shirt and they go, Mashcraft, your guys' beer is really good. That's that's where it, it goes from there. And and uh, after that, you, you figure out all the, the business stuff. Right, absolutely. Which is a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we, we, we it's not a logistics podcast. <laughs> as, as you oh, it is interesting. Oh, gosh. So you guys have, when the new place opened in, in Fishers, you, you're now like trucking beer from, because you brew there, you brew, mm-hmm. you brew downtown yeah. uh, on Delaware Street, you, yeah. brew, you brew here. The use of space, I think, the fact that you have no tap room that doesn't also double as some sort of production facility yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, just understand it's a complete pain in the butt. Well, uh, <laughs> sure. but, but they all have their function. And that's, when we look at ourselves as a business now, um, you know, a lot of consumers out there, they they want new products right consistently like virtually daily they want a new product that they can they they can uh, check in on untapped and say wow this is really good or wow this sucks a lot so we've actually built this business um with that in mind we tap a new beer on tuesdays uh we tap a, a fast friday infusion on fridays right we tap a new pepper beer every month we have pepper f- beer. yeah Oh. Pepper is in like hot peppers. Yeah. Okay. Well, it can be. Well, it can be. Yeah, not always. <laughs> it can be hot or it can be flavorful. We have worked with local. We've worked with West Coast. Uh, we've worked with hot peppers and flavorful peppers. And um, one of the best combinations we do is um, is an Anaheim chili pepper with an IPA and the the, the fleshy green bell citrus character of the pepper yeah. goes really well with citrus hops. Um, so we do second Wednesday of every month. We tap a pepper beer at all three locations. The last Sunday of every month, we tap four new coffee beers uh, with a local roaster, and we open for breakfast at all of our locations. Nice. So we're, we are completely focused from here on out 
um, for our lifetime on making new beers consistently and doing them in a really, really wide range. And that's where all the breweries come in hand is I can make a Northeast IPA and I can do it on a five barrel system and I can sell it all three of our locations and it'll never get clear. Gravity wins every time. And there's a lot of people out there trying to distribute Northeast right. IPAs and then you go and you drink it on draft or you drink it in a can and it's cleared up and the, the beer is not designed to be that way and if I made it on my 15 barrel system mm-hmm. it wouldn't work we've talked about this a hundred times sell, because it sells so well you're like oh we gotta scale this up we gotta do a 15 barrel well no because then it's a four week beer and a five week beer and gravity will always win yeah. and then keeping the sour separate is huge so it's very very it's, it's much a logistics nightmare but at the same time it's very functional and it works works really well for us to be able to accomplish the goals Right, and I think uh, what's really interesting, we're going to take a break uh, right now, but I think as we come back from the break, we'll oh, talk... clearly not right now. You're still talking. We're on a roll. Oh, shit. <laughs> we're going to keep the roll going. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk just a little bit more business, and then we'll move on from the business stuff and do some more fun stuff, but just talk about, like... Um, how your distribution model is working because you're basically you got yourself automatically in three bars Uh, so we'll talk a little bit we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back from the break Welcome, welcome back to back. Pl- oh, damn it, Jason. Suck welcome, it. welcome back to Plato's <laughs> Gravity. Uh, I again am Aaron. Jason is here. We are with uh, <laughs> we are with Andrew and Dustin, and then uh, also on a microphone now we'll have uh, a, a guest, Mike Martin. He'll chime in occasionally. Say hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. <laughs> Mike, Mike set up, Mike set up this beautiful arrangement. So thank you to Mike uh, for setting this up. We uh, really enjoy being here tonight. Mike is the best. So um, you guys automatic. So you know distribution. You guys are self distributed, which mm-hmm. I think is uh, is cool. And as you mentioned earlier, definitely a profitable way to do things. Uh, well, actually, um, you know, we probably shouldn't talk about this on the air. Um, but um, Indiana laws are very, very friendly for breweries. Uh, okay. And, oh, no. And you're, no. Actually, that's interesting. I just don't want them to change them. Um, <laughs> so uh, like they are have, definitely not. a lot of work go into getting them to be friendly, or have they always been friendly? Uh, there's been tweaks. Okay. Um, the, the Indiana alcohol laws are still really, really silly and need to be completely overhauled, but nobody has the time for a committee to be able to put that together. Mm. Um, but um, the alcohol Law, or the, sorry, the, the brewery laws were, were actually written pretty much by the number one brewery that the first brewery that opened, which was Broadway Brew Pub, which right. was thirty plus years ago. Well, so it was all designed about we just want to make beer on site and be able to sell it. Right. Um, when everything in Indiana was so silly about where you could put beer and how you could move it around and things like that, they just wanted to say if we're going to manufacture locally, can I sell locally in a building without a whole bunch of uh, silly rules that we right. have to follow? Um, but overall, the 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 allowance of self-distribution uh, is is very very friendly for local business. So uh, we we distribute here locally um, to our locations. We have 40 to 50 tap accounts uh, that are around Central Indiana, all the way from the Crowbar in Trafalgar up to uh, it's um, fart spelled backwards. It's, it's exactly <laughs> right. Well done. Uh, all the way up to, I don't know how Fisher's far. Fisher's Carmel. Yeah, Fisher's Carmel, north ends of Carmel. Yeah. Um, so uh, so we, we have the truck out three days a week, um, putting half barrels and six tools. We don't do any cans or bottles at this point. Sure. Uh, half barrels and six tools all around the city. Um, so uh, go to your favorite local purveyor and Get you some enjoy a pint. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So if they do- don't have it. Um, make Suggested. a big scene. Make a big scene. Just make a big scene. Just be like, throw, throw something at the wall, throw, preferably uh, breakable, and then just yell Mashcraft and walk out. Claim you are a Kardashian. <laughs> Claim. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> Actually, or enjoy uh, Mashcraft at one of the fine Mashcraft locations. Absolutely. Go into your local Mashcraft location and enjoy a, um, a beer. And now all three of our locations have food, and every one of them is family friendly. So um, you yeah, can bring, um, bring your young excuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah bring absolutely. Your, bring your offspring and uh, enjoy responsibly. Take take beer home. Yeah, uh, grab, have grab. a beer here. Grab a sandwich and um, and uh, take a nice growler home. And I can uh, guarantee you, ninety nine percent of the time, you're gonna have a fantastic night. That sounds good. I think we're having a fantastic night right now, so I can vouch for that. Uh, the beer here is fantastic. I don't know who's running this place, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, we just keep pulling taps, and this tastes awesome. Dustin, did you just raise your hand? 
I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take some credit for something. Yeah. That's right. I heard you knock their socks off. They're yeah, still I, off. They're still off. Yeah. Search in progress. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm really good at beating old jokes today. You should so. ask Dustin what his favorite and least favorite things are to do here at Mashcraft Greenwood. He hasn't talked enough in this hey, thing. Yeah, Dustin. So what is, We'd like a little three-minute soliloquy about uh, how, uh, how life is as a Mashcraft brewer, mainly because I want to take notes. Right. Uh, can you do it in an iambic pentameter? <laughs> <laughs> I would if I knew what that was. Oh, okay. Pinto means five. Pinto means five. What about ambic? Ambic would be. I think it's a Shakespeare thing. I am. He used it. Yes. I don't think we should actually. Was meant to be a quick one-off joke. What about high one-off joke? What about Could you do it in? I would say my least favorite part is working for Andrew. God, that guy's an Makes me jump through hoops. Hold on. Isn't that unsafe? Is what unsafe? Depends on how high the hoops are. As long as they're not on fire, it's okay. That's right. There's yeah. lots of fire back there, right? No. No fire. All electric? All, all steam. <laughs> yeah, yep, steam. Oh, all right. All sweet. Yeah, we do steam yeah. here. Which is why we make all these really good light beers, too. All right, yeah. So we can make them with, like, nice little soft steam boil. Okay, yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah. That, I didn't intend to know that. Yeah. Surprise. I just presumed you guys are using Yeah. Hey, no, hold steam. him accountable. He's dodging the question right He is dodging the question. So what's your... <laughs> I, I do want to point out so the I would have to say, why is working for Andrew terrible? It's not really terrible. Andrew's a fantastic boss. <laughs> you're do, you're uh, he, kn- he knows a lot. He comes uh, with his limitations, though. Uh, so your favorite thing is cleaning out the... The master. The, the master. Absolutely. That is the best part. Yeah. I look forward to it every day. That's how I get my workout. Do you eat it when you... Do you, like, just taste it? it you eat it before fuck? it goes in. All the sugar and goodness is gone once you scrape it yeah. out. So it's, it's just... Like, right, well, it's just carbs at that then, point. And it's healthy. Like, no shit. eating whole grains. Honestly, my favorite part of this job, besides brewing, because I genuinely enjoy brewing, is... And podcasts. And podcasts. Yeah. First Uh, one, it takes the list. First time, and it is up there. This is the best podcast you've ever been on. It is the best podcast, for sure. Uh, I I actually like going out in the tap room and talking to the regulars and even the new people and and finding out what they like and what their favorite things are, and so kind of what we can tweak to do things better or what they would appreciate more. Um, so what's the best what, What's the best tweak you've ever made based on a customer feedback? Well, oh, based on customer feedback? Well, we, we have a volunteer, Gary, who really loves his basil beers. And <laughs> basil? We, wait, hold on. We, I asked for on, the best on. one. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. This, is that this basil beer was actually a lot. The basil IPA was, was really was solid. Really yeah. nah, it's nah, a good suggestion. Is yeah. his name Gary, or is that a position at the brewery? Volunteer Gary. <laughs> volunteer Gary. <laughs> no, no, Gary is his name, and he okay. is a volunteer. And uh, that, that turned out really well. All right, that sweet. Good, oh. That was a good suggestion that turned out well. Oh, actually, that's come up before. Like uh, Icelandic style beers are typically like, um, like, like an ice or like, uh, yeah, like herbal. They uh, put yeah. herbs mm-hmm. in the beer. Like yeah. it's a yeah. it's we just yeah. that's tea what they did before they had but, hops. Yeah. We just interviewed yeah. some guys from Exit Twelve Brewery. Funny enough, they're just home brewers. <laughs> uh, wonderful oh, human was, beings. They just called that themselves. That was Route 12 that got in all that trouble. Oh no, Exit Twelve Breweries are just some guys that aren't on Exit 12 in Massachusetts. Uh, but they do brew. But they do brew, Full and day. they made a, a Thanksgiving beer with like thyme and basil and nice. all Oof. that fun stuff. So they said it wasn't. Tastes like good. a turkey. They said it wasn't good. They they were trying to make it taste like a turkey. Turkey all did it. So that's pretty interesting. So what we're going to do now is we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to play a game that Jason and I invented on the last bard. We're going to call this game. They said what? And we're going to quiz. And we're actually we're going to give each of our of our guests our special guest. Mike's got to be in on this. Mike Mike is definitely in on this. So we're going to do is we're going to read three reviews. From Untapped, I'm going to give you as much information as I can without giving away the actual brewery, and then you guys have to guess. So I'm going to tell you, as long as they didn't drink it at the brewery, I'm going to tell you where they drank it. I'm going to tell you how many stars they gave it, or they don't have stars in Untapped; they have little medallions or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many um, sons? So, so uh, and then you guys have to guess the beer. We'll see. When Jason and I played the game on the Sparge, this will be spoilers. We tied because the one of them is not going to come out till after this. Uh, we are very good at it. However, we know each other's beer, and we didn't try to fool each other. So, we like, do it was, know what we've, we've. It was like, oh, it's your favorite three beers. Oh, it's my favorite three beers. Oh God, that's great. Will, uh, we, will we know the style? Uh, you may know the style based on the comments, but I will not tell we'll you the not style. Give it to us. Okay. Uh, based on on anything else. So let's go to my notes. All right. So uh, oh, they said stuff. what is is going to start off with Keith B. And he uh, he was drinking this beer at the Kalahari Resort. 
Oh. Can we yeah. can we get a location on the Kalahari Resort? Ah, uh, <laughs> it's, not, could, in the, it's not, not in better prepared. Can you use that in the sentence? Sounds uh, Yes, the Kalahari Resort is a location of unspecified nature. <laughs> Kalahari sounds like calamari. It's on the back of a squid. Yep. Um, he says that this beer is thick and tasty and a little smoky. Mm. Damn. Um, he gave it a four. He gave it a four. So, uh, so we've uh, whittled it down to uh, 18,000 beers uh, so far. Yeah. So uh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Thick and smoky. Mm. Uh, the next the next comment is by Drazen C. Drazen. Uh, Drazen yeah. or Drazen. Cool. I don't know. Drazen up, or Drazen. Drazen. If you're listening, I apologize. He for, sounds cool. Drazen. For perhaps butchering your name. Uh, he's drinking. Uh, it doesn't say where he's drinking the beer, so that is. Uh, yeah, but what does he say? It's gonna what make this hard. Say? I knew where the last place was. He did not like it as much. He did not like it as much. He gave it a three. Okay. Uh, and he says it tastes like Viking. Ooh. It tastes like Viking. Mm. Tastes like Viking. Um, I don't know if you've had Viking. So what we got? We got like eating a Viking. He just does not specify. <laughs> he did have it out of a bottle. So we've got thick and smoky. Oh, it's bottled? It's bottled. So we've got thick and smoky, and it tastes like a Viking. It tastes like a Viking. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. All right. I got to guess. And then, yeah. All right. The last one is Nathan G. Nathan G. Hey, Nathan. It does not say where Nathan G is drinking it, because he did not uh, check in uh, fully. Classy. Um, Too busy he says, drinking. He says uh, he also didn't rate it. He did not rate it. What? A, can you do that? Nathan. Yeah, well, you can absolutely not rate. We, the Plato's Gravity on tap doesn't rate. We just uh, mark the drink, the beer as yeah. we drink. I, however, do Don't rate. hire Nathan. He's a quitter. He's a quitter. <laughs> he, he's very <laughs> This is, I mean, if you're going to look at a resume and then you're going to look at all the different things, Mike hires people. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do that, um, if you look at somebody's untapped and they haven't rated it uh, or put a location, they're clearly a quitter and they're a part-timer <laughs> and they're only going to show up on Fridays where they're not super hungover. So if I want to work so right there, I'd like address my untapped. <laughs> Get, you get. realize your assistant brewer does not Nathan, get score. your shit together. Well, uh, if anybody's out there, we'll be hiring a new brewer. <laughs> we're going to edit this episode, and it's going to say that your assistant brewer does not score. That's <laughs> what we're going to do. I don't want to sound biased. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so Nathan G says, you may, you may ask. You may ask. He's starting very... Oh, wow. You may yeah. ask, why are you opening this alone? I may, but I'm not going to. <laughs> why are you opening this alone? And I would say... Because it's Saturday. Thanks. 22-ounce uh, bottle. It's got to be above 10%. Um, Russian Imperial Stout. Go ahead. Dragon's Milk. Dragon's Milk is incorrect. Oh, incorrect. No. Oh. But that was Dragon's a really good That's a good guess. That's a good guess. I mean, this is a tough game. This is a bullshit game. Like, it's you, super hard to get right. Did you like, choose there's so many beers? beers. Did, what did you choose? Oh, man. Candelari Resort. It's got to be West Coast. We don't have a Kalahari here in Indiana. Because this is a really shitty game, I will tell you that a uh, 22-ounce bottle is correct. Oh. I, yeah, I figured that. Yeah. When, when someone says, when they're automatically, You're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really silly for opening this by myself, then you know it's a 22 or a 750. At least. Yeah. And yet, um, we've all, oh, it might be a 750. I don't know. Gosh, gosh, I don't know. Dark beer. Yeah. Four stars. Three Can we stars. get some Jeopardy music? Black Tuesday. I don't know if it's open domain. Okay. <laughs> oh, Random music that makes people. Hold on, Black Jason will add it post. Black Tuesday. I'm not gonna. Mm. I might. I'll add. Old Rasputin. Old Rasputin is a very good guess. It is incorrect. Oh. Hold on. You said Old Tuesday. I was Black, Black seriously Tuesday. thinking Black California. Black Tuesday. No. I like Old. I'm Tuesday. super thinking California. All right. I'll give you guys. I'll give you guys one more hint to see if you guys can collectively come up with a final answer. All right. It's, it's an Indiana beer. Oh! Wait. Blown. Mind blown. Um, it's got to be the Dark Lord. Dark Lord or Middle Lord Bride. Yeah, one of the two. Bear in mind, this is just it's someone smoking, on untapped. Yeah, this is just somebody's opinion. They're not going <laughs> to... Yeah. It might be, so, oh, it's dark. It must right, be. it's got to be, okay. be Dark Lord, right? It's Dark Lord. Yeah, yeah that's right. Hey! I tried to go. I tried to go. Hey, high fives as a team. Yeah, absolutely. Nice job. Yeah, well done. So... <laughs> Luckily, you uh, boiled it down to an Indiana beer, yeah. uh, which took our 18,000 options to three. Well, yeah, there, there 3, is. 3,000. Um, 3, it has typically been a rule of this game that you do say whether it's local. And uh, Three Floyds, we've, you know, we we've are. Only played it. We've only played it twice. We're still developing the rules. Right. Yeah. He has a different set of rules than yeah. I do. I like his rules. You guys yeah. should talk. We should talk. I'm the one. I, I wanted to make it, you know, I'm the one who started saying the, the locality of it. But I was like, oh, we'll just do this. We'll see how it goes the first time. So where the hell? Is that resort at? 
Uh, you know, I don't know. We can probably <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Well, no, if it, if it's not a bottle, Chicago, yeah, you can take it wherever you want to and drink it. Clearly, that's oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Take it. To, I, I want to know where the Candelari Resort is. Kalahara. Kalahara. Calamari. No. The Kalamazoo. Uh, so it's Bell's Brewery. Oh, is it in Wisconsin? Is it the Wisconsin Dells? No, okay, cool. no way. Wisconsin Dells, Kalahari Resort. Lovely area. By the way, I went to college in Minnesota, and every year Minnesota. I was... Minnesota. Minnesota, for sure. <laughs> uh, and every year I would travel to Minnesota uh, right at, at the end of the, hey, let's go to the, uh, the beautiful water park at Wisconsin uh, Dells season. And it was like, I'd be making like great time, and I would always forget... I get like I get like eight hours out of my ten hour drive there, and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm gonna get there in nine and a half hours this time. And it's like, ah, oh, the Dells every time. <laughs> stupid families, and their kids, their and vans, water parks, yeah, soccer balls falling on oh, the side. It's so great. And it's like it's not even it's not even close to the interstate that you're on. Like it's like it's like super far north, but the exit on the way up is. Uh, yeah, that was a diversion I did not plan uh, for, for the show. So, so what do you guys think of the game? Do you guys have any good names for the Wait, game? Hold on, you only chose one beer. Yeah. What? Yeah, because it's not... Uh, yeah, you definitely teased another beer. It took us... Yeah. Oh, we teased another beer. We, we, we can do another beer. I thought you had a second beer. Oh, yeah. we, we, I thought there were three beers. Jason yeah, has... I, I thought there were three. We three. did three, three on this one. Traditionally, right. the game There's was played clues. in rounds of threes. There's, There's three clues. We're going to call this game anticlimactic. Anticlimactic. Jason, ask a question and I'll get us another beer. An off-the-wall question. Okay. So let's say you have an interpersonal conflict with uh, a time-traveling uh, fox. A fox? Yes. I'm sorry. Time-traveling fox. Time-traveling fox. So a fox, uh, time-traveling, you have an interpersonal conflict, your roommates. Oh, okay. the roommates with the time-traveling fox. Right. And you have this, you have this system where uh, every time you, you have a dial, sort of a magnet thing on the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And one side says clean. One side says dirty, and every time it comes up on the different side, the next person is supposed to run it, right? right? Or grab all the shit out of the yeah, goddamn yeah, yeah. sink and throw it in there because fuck. But the right? fox is already somewhere else, always somewhere else, so he never does it. Well, maybe. I mean, you know, he's time traveling, so he can always be there when he needs to be, right? He totally <clears throat> could be there. He could turn the thing at any point. Yeah. So, like, you show up, and he hasn't done his, his chores. And you could go back and do them. What's his dad's name? Ooh, uh, the fox. Yeah. Um, Gene. Yeah, Gene's a good one. Gene. I would, I would say um, uh, Edward. Edward. Yeah. Edward's yeah. good. Well, because I mean, he's the guy's probably in his fifties or sixties. You would. And Edward's a good fifties or sixties name. Yeah, Edward, the fox dad. Yeah. I went with Richard. Richard Fox. I mean, or George, like George Clooney. Edward Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox. George Fox. I like I like George. I like. Uh, Wait, is the uh, fox's last name actually Fox, like in the George cartoons, fox. or does they have a different name? He is George Simpson of the Fox family. Well, he's also uh, uh, Pokemon esque in that he can only oh, say man, his name, so he's me. only he even... can only say Fox. Yeah. He can only say the fox can only say, or the dad can only say fox. Hold on, do we just do no, we just do we just pose the question? What does the fox say? Wasn't that popular? For I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. Is that what just happened? <laughs> bring it, bring it back. All right, are you guys ready? Are you guys ready for round two? Yep, yeah, yeah, okay, it's going to be on the fly. It's basically the first three comments. So I didn't the, get to curate of them. the game. Anticlimactic. Anticlimactic is the yep. game. All right, all right. So. Uh, I will, I will follow Jason's rules. This is another Indiana beer. Oh, oh. cool. Easy. Interesting. It's already okay. down to three. Teddy Bear Kiss is done. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. Teddy Bear Kisses. By the way, I'm waiting for someone to pick that uh, up on the show because Teddy Bear Kisses with whoever is a great name for an episode. Yeah. Well, it's adorable. There we go. Aww. All right. So the first comment on Untapped is so good. About four and a half. Four and a half is the rule. Uh, Ryan H. Hey, Ryan. Uh, he did not tell us where he was drinking it. So he is Ryan. a quitter. Uh, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Do Mike not will not hire him. him. Mike will not hire him. <laughs> no job uh, for you. So, so, so good. The, Me- the new Mexican taqueria in town can't keep from blowing kegs. <laughs> so you know they distribute. Hold on. Absolutely. Yeah. Hold yeah. on. It's on draft. New Mexico style tacos or no, new, the new, new Mexican, Mexican taqueria. Okay. All right. This are there are there non Mexican taquerias? I want to know. It's got to be Tex Mex, like Greek tacos. Got to be somewhere. Oh, that that one hundred percent exists yeah. on one of the coasts. Well, you know, everybody from Texas has such a big head. There's probably Texas tacos too. He said hat. They all have big hats. They have big hats. Absolutely. That's your head. All right. 
Uh, Adam W. is drinking this beer. Um, he what's gives up, it. Uh, what's, what's interesting is that he gives it a positive comment, but he gives it 3.1. I'm sorry, did you say 3.1 or 2.1? 3.1. Okay. 3.1. 3.1. It's okay with it. Um, he's drinking it at the place that it was brewed, so I can't tell you where he drank it. Okay. All right. And he says, an indie beer that doesn't disappoint, and then he uses, Ooh, an, indie. Ellip- and, uh, he uses yeah. an ellipse and says, unlike the Colts. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Man. Harsh. Shout out Andrew Luck. Which, like, you know what? I'm just excited they made the playoffs, sir. Uh, they started one in five. Layoff. Yeah. yeah. It was a successful season. I'm a season sure. ticket holder. Uh, you guys uh, were fantastic. Keep up the good work. Absolutely. Looking forward to next season. Uh, don't blame any of you. Um, and also, strong. if Andrew Luck wants to come on the show and you will talk lose about the beer, arm wrestling. I'm gonna arm wrestle the shit out of you, Andrew Luck. <laughs> oh my god. Also, Mr. Price. Square. Mr. Square, I'm still looking for that arm wrestling match. Mr. Square. Aaron knows what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, so Jason Jason uh, yes. wants the brewer from Fountain Square to come on the show, and he's challenging him to an arm wrestle match if he oh. ever does. Yeah, if he goes, I don't even need him to come on Mr. Square. <laughs> Square. It's named after the man, right? Because the brewer of Fountain Square is clearly named Mr. Square. <laughs> Middle name Fountain. <laughs> George. George, George Fountain Square. <laughs> All right, I think I think I'm gonna do. I have a guess. I'm gonna do it in order, which means I'm probably gonna give it away if you guys know anything about this beer. Can I guess before that? Uh, yeah. Kickoff by Indiana City. It is not kickoff by Indiana City. I I also have a guess. Yeah, have a guess. No, Pachanga. It is not Pachanga. That's a that's a good guess. Daredevil liftoff. It is Daredevil liftoff. Oh, Oh, I'm gonna win her. The, no, uh, it's a great beer. What's the other? Well, give us the other. J- Jason B says mixed with blood orange and San Pellegrino. So if you've been to Liftoff, you know that they serve it that way. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do serve it that way. I yeah. agree. They mix with uh, Pellegrino. They started it for the the race last year in May. They mix Pellegrino in there and um, make. Yeah. Fun fact: When we did the spars, Jason did this beer for me because he knows it's one of my yeah. favorite beers. Yeah, I did. And he gave me that clue, and then I got confused and thought I misremembered that Centerpoint served with San Pellegrino, and I said that, and we're going to publish it, but I was just lying, and I was wrong. It's, no. it's Liftoff that does that. So. Yeah, don't lie to the public. No. Yeah, that's that's frowned upon. That's, that's the point of the internet, not podcasts. <laughs> I think they're going to know that I was wrong. So, yeah, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's fine. So let's. I, I want to get. I want to get Mike a little more involved. He is. I got. I get another one. We'll do one more. We got to. Okay. We got to talk. Uh, okay. Well, we can talk. I'm gonna later. do a non-Indiana beer for the next. If one. If it's not so. a shit beer, uh, I'm gonna do Coors Light. <laughs> God. So, uh, but uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna ask Mike a question. I'm gonna let Mike answer the question. Then I'm gonna let Jason take the show while I figure out the third beer, so that anticlimactic oh. doesn't stay the name oh of this game. Oh my God! People <laughs> are gonna have to listen to my voice. They Ooh. are. It's you're on. You're on a fucking podcast. All right, so. Uh, Mike, you set this up. Uh, you're a huge fan of Mashcraft, which is evidenced by the fact that you often bring uh, lots of their products mm-hmm. to uh, different events that Love you those help pictures. curate. Yeah, Love those they're, pictures. they're great. Mashcraft does Pan Am Plaza. That's right. Mashcraft does Pan Am Plaza. That'll be in the shows. I'll figure out what that is. Uh, I mean, I know what Pan Am Plaza the, is. The shows are when you make notes for the show. It's hashtag. 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 The oh, Twitters. perfect. Look it up on the Twitters. I will look it up on the on the Twitters. It'll be in the shows. We will link the hashtag in the shows. So, uh... uh what what about this brewery makes it the one that you choose to bring to all the events? Absolutely. It's because it's a mile from my house, and that's the only reason. <laughs> that's fair. This beer sucks, but it's so convenient. <laughs> I, love, I love his honesty. <laughs> so, no, I've, I've loved Mashcraft since the day they opened. I think I made it in the second week, um, and every beer that I've had has just been incredibly well-balanced. Um, I, I you know, I'm a huge, huge craft beer nerd, and there, there's not another brewery in the city making better beer, in my opinion. Um, I love the, the variety that we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, you know, coming in, there's always new things on, on draft. There's a variety of styles. I love stouts. I love sours. I love uh, the occasional IPA. And so it's been great to be able to uh, just come in and try new things. And I love sharing that with uh, both local groups and uh, international groups that come in to my office and other um, organizations that I'm involved with. Do you compete with Volunteer Gary to see how many beers you can affect? Um, I, I am somewhat responsible for the name of one beer. There's okay. a beer called Roxy Nine Fingers. Mm, nice. Oh, um, good one beer. of the uh, taproom managers, the general manager here in Greenwood, I believe, uh, actually 
cut her finger on a growler of mine mm-hmm. that was broken oh. in the sink, and so she became Roxy Nine Fingers. So it's a black IPA. It's black really IPA. Yeah, oh, all right, yeah, yeah. And she didn't really lose a finger. She did not. She didn't lose, lose a finger. She has all ten but still. It's but still in the growler right it. now. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's still in the growler. Yeah, and we filled the growler with the finger floating in it. Yeah. You didn't make another blood yeah, orange IPA. It's being preserved. It has bad jokes. Bad jokes. I see what you did there. Oh, it was bad. All right, I'm ready to go. Uh, oh, you already I, found again, the goddamn thing. Yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to get any time Ooh. in the spotlight. Sorry, Jason. I'm not trying to stump you guys with this. So it's it's a it's, it's a it's a it's a name of beer that you will have heard before, but it is not from Indiana. Okay. All right. The uh, first one, Sam A, is drinking this beer, and I Hello, cannot Sam. tell you Sam. where he is drinking it because he is drinking it where it was brewed. Mm. It is malty and spice heavy, but balanced by the dry hopping. The nose is super estery, banana, clove. So Sam, Sam has lots of information about this beer. Uh, banana and clove with dry hop? Yeah, that, that's too 4. much 4. information. Four point one. Well, either I mean, that is a unique beer, or Sam doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, I mean, Sam. Uh, Sam may be making things up because he read it in a book one time. I vote for the latter. He earned, he earned, the, he earned the Pale as Moon level one badge. Well, because I mean, no one can do that. Level, pale is level one? Yeah, I've never seen get the level one no. before. <laughs> uh, Okay. What else we got? The we're, next we're check waiting. in is Sam's girlfriend. <laughs> Equally redundant. Existential crisis. Uh, Ross E is drinking it at his house. Hey Ross. No. Hey Ross. Okay. Ross E is drinking at his house. Um, he says he's drinking from a bottle. Uh, he's giving it four uh, units of, of measurement. Uh, Bowie's. He, uh, four Bowie's. He, he earned the 99 bottles badge, level level 41. Oh, after that's having a Slow down, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he says, nearly three years old, and it's getting much better. It's getting much better. Nearly mm. three years old. Banana clove dry hopped three years old? I just, I just read the first comment, so, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it, could, hey, it could be a Belgian double of some sort. These could also. I'm so sorry, Sam. These could also be garbage people, <laughs> and I love you, Sam. But someday, like I've had to accept that about myself, it's, and it's, you've got to learn to accept it about yourself too. We're no, all nobody all likes right. you, Sam. I said I would read the first three, and I really kind of hosed myself because the third one, uh, it's Tim G, and he's drinking it. I don't What's know up, where Tim? he's drinking it. Um, he purchased it, sorry, at at Coop Babrich or Coop Babrich. No idea. No idea. Uh, he earned the Belgian Holiday Level 8 badge. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm telling you. So we're giving all the... I, and then, um, this is what I do on Friday nights. Right. I play this game. Yeah, play a game. <laughs> so um, the comment is Tavil, Kulzur, Smach, Isfrige. Oh my <laughs> Now I've got it. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be like Duvel or something like that. Uh, Chimay, maybe Chimay Red or something like that. It is not those. Those are great guesses based okay. on what we've given you. I've been calling it Chimmy for years. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of them Chimmies. Did everyone look at you funny? I'm, I'm trying to give you a real comment to see if you can you can hone it in. Yeah, that should, that's just would be too sour. I, don't know. I have another, another. This one. like I'm I'm going back through beers that I know Aaron has had. I'm trying to figure. out. I haven't had this beer. Oh. <laughs> I want to have this beer. All right. Wawa. All right. Last one. Uh, this is diverse, some elements, amazing, some bizarre. Gotta taste another time again for sure. That didn't help at all. Delirium? He purchased it at Beer oh. Lovers Craft Beer Store. He gave it a three. <laughs> and he earned... <laughs> Must try again. <laughs> Must try again. Two stars. Must have it again. Three. Yes. I'm gonna yeah. move this up to a three and all a half right. if it's good next time. All right. Is, is, is it not delirium? It is not delirium. It is not. It is uh, what, what are the other ones that they make? There's Nightmare? What's the one with the Sherman's horns? Nocturnum. But he said it's not delirium at all, which is yeah. breweries. And I said Chevet and Duvel; those are the two big ones. All right, I'll give you the, I'll give you the, I'll give you the last. Rock Fort. I'll, I'll give you guys like the the the, the hint to rule oh. all hints. It's kind of not fair. It'll make the game unfun. Uh, it's by Brasserie de Orval. What the fuck? Oh, Orval. Yeah, it's just Orval. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that was exciting. <laughs> I don't know. Orval. 
So I listened I'm to picturing a, the shape of the bottle. Yeah, it's got a lovely yeah. shape of the bottle. I, I listened to another podcast called Steelers Beer. It's a good podcast. Uh, they don't know me at all. They don't know that I'm one of their thieves. That's what they call their listeners. Uh, but I think that they're really funny. And they do a blind tasting at the beginning of, on their mm. episode. So they drink out of black glasses, blind out of black glasses. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good listen. It's good stuff. Um, but every time Orval comes on there, it fools them. And they call it something completely different than what it is. And like the the host, John, John Hall, who writes for uh, uh, one of the beer, I think Crap Beer Brewing Magazine, mm-hmm. um, he loves Orval, but then every time he comes on the show, he calls it something different and then he's usually pretty critical of it. So he's... It's, <laughs> so which Orval is it? Uh, which Orval is it? Yeah. Does anybody know? <laughs> you know we got we got well, crickets when you're scrolling said it. up. He's, no. Aaron has a scroll okay. up on the page. We have <laughs> it's so obscure. This Orval. I'm not terribly familiar with overall Belgian. It's just Orval, Pale Ale, Belgian Ale. Cool. Pale Ale, yeah. Oh. Cool. Well, Belgian Pale Ale sounds tasty. Yeah, I, I mean, think, it'd be I really nice to have a bottle. I bet, especially uh, Sam's description. Discount Liquors over there across from the library probably has one of a those of Orval, sitting yeah. with a little bit of dust on it. Yeah, aged five years, too. <laughs> it's, it's getting even better. Yeah. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting even better. That is, that is awesome. So um, so you guys uh, you guys are having a, uh, a, a tapping coming up soon that you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're doing a collab with uh, Duke's Indy, which is the... Um, the Honky Tonk Bar down here on the south side opened in the last year or so. Uh, actually, I think they opened in March of last year, uh, 2018. Uh, we did a Baltic Porter with uh, Dustin, who um, who owns the place over there. And uh, we'll be looking at a tapping late in January. Uh, so definitely stop by our place, any of our places, or their place uh, to try some of that. It's going to be a really nice beer. Uh, a lot of good chocolate quality, a touch of roast, um, and then we used... Um, um, a lager yeast in there that's okay. super clean to be able to to let the malt shine really well. So we did a final tasting on it uh, two days ago, nice. and everything looks really really good. So check in on that Duke's Indie collab uh, at our place or theirs, and um, yeah, check our website, follow us on Instagram at Mashcraft Brews, Twitter, Facebook, all that, and uh, you'll see that we're bringing out new beers all the time, and generally there'll be something. That you're gonna enjoy absolutely so talk about we'll, we'll talk about we're gonna wrap up kind of soon here but i want to talk a little bit about like the collab the collab situation so mm-hmm. when you guys uh choose to do a collab uh beer for you guys is that usually you guys reaching out to folks or folks reaching out to you or how does that work we don't do a whole lot of collabs mm-hmm. um the logistics here in indiana are a little tough so you can't transfer um a keg to another brewery that they can then sell it to go okay uh, so you have to sell it to them and they can only sell it by the pint well most of our breweries here do a lot of beers to go whether it's a growler or a crowler or, uh, a bullet whatever it is they're doing a lot of their volume in in some sort of carryout. so that's one of the laws that we didn't allude to earlier that really could use a little tweaking is It'd be nice if we did a collab to be able to, to sell the beer to the other place and they then retain the rights to be able to sell it to go. But we'll work on that in another leg- legislative se- session. Um, we've done some collabs with Central State Brewing. Um, nice. Josh up there um, is, uh, is a good friend of mine from, uh, from many years back. Um, outside of that, we haven't dabbled all that, all that much with collabs. Generally, our, our schedule is, uh, is pretty chock full of the stuff we're trying to create. Um, Man, we did one with one of our main accounts, an IPA, a couple of years back. But uh, yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't pushed that envelope too much. All right, sweet, fantastic. So uh, we are going to wrap up the show. I want to uh, just thank you guys both. Uh, thank uh, a- Andrew and Dustin, and then thanks Mike. Uh, this has been a, a ton of fun. Yay, we love. Mike. Okay, Mike. <laughs> we love we love coming out here. Um, if you uh, want to go to Mashcraft thanks to Jason. again, they have yeah. thanks Jason. Thanks you're- Jason. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, for thanks, Jason. Bringing Jason, Jason provided. By the way, you might notice that three, the three or four of the people on mic sound amazing, and I sound slightly less good because Jason provided the three amazing mics uh, for us. Uh, actually, there's four amazing mics here. Mike Martin, everybody. All right. <laughs> That's sorry, guys. I thought you were going to say that Jason provided all of the untapped reviews under pseudo name. <laughs> that would be amazing. If Jason would do that. That would be exhausting. Come on, you can write like a, a little program. Like, just write a program. Yeah, I'll write a bot. I'll write a bot. I'll put all push up my nerd glasses. Write a bot. Can you get can you get around the I'm not a robot box? Sure. (laughs) I mean, I can. Yes. Can my robots? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) 
That is awesome. So if you want to uh, to, to find Mashcraft, uh, their beer, they have uh, they're uh, all over the city of Indianapolis, or you can hit up Mashcraft here in Greenwood, Fishers, or on uh, Delaware Street. Uh, we highly recommend doing so. If you want to reach out to Jason or myself, you can hit us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Untapped, uh, or Facebook at Plato's Gravity or slash Live Plato's Journal. Gravity. Uh, if you have a question for the show, hit us up at podcast at platosgravity.com. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening to the show today. Uh, we'll see you next time. In the meantime, support your local brewery, especially if it's Mashcraft. Brew some beer and have some fun. Cheers. Cheers.